Welcome, everybody, to the Players Club Podcast, the premier video game podcast for VGU.TV, um, or I guess the more variety show one in comparison to the news one that we have for Win. Um, in any case, you're here. You know what you are if you listen to this anyway. Uh, so welcome back to the show. Today, we are joined by uh, the normal crew and also a guest. Uh, so first off, I'm joined once again by Alan Mir. What's up, Al? I actually did say th the same thing when I recorded uh, the latest episode of Win uh, uh, last week. <laughs> we both were like the premiere show. I mean, no, honestly, actually, yeah, go ahead. I then clarified and said, no, there's actually just Players Club is more premiere. Oh, well, <laughs> I feel like we both combined to make a premiere podcast where you get the news on one side and then you get the everything else on the other. So I don't know. We can we can share that title. We'll shake hands on that one. But yeah, nice to have you back on. And also, we're joined here today by Travis L. Foster. Thanks for joining us, man. Hey, uh, thanks, uh, Evan and Al, for having me. Uh, this is, it's really cool. Uh, I'm i am very excited, uh, nervous, always with a new audience, but this is, is really great, and I'm, I'm glad you guys had asked to have me on. Oh, yeah, no problem, no problem. I, I want to continue the outstretch of support for people who who are willing to hop on my podcast or let me hop on there. So I'm like, let's, let's spread the wealth around, you know? Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I'm happy to have you on as well. Um, and I'm Emmett Watkins Jr., which I didn't say at the top, but y'all probably know if you've listened to the show. Um, so for today's thing, we're just going to talk a little bit about the games that we're playing for the last week or so. Um, and we're also going to talk just a little bit about games that we would pay a little bit more than $60 for. Um, we got a handful of games picked out here. We'll justify our reasonings for each game just a little bit. But um, based off of the NBA 2K21 news of that costing, uh, what, $70 for the uh, next-gen editions, we figured, hey, what other games would we pay that price for and beyond? So we'll, we'll get into that more in the second half of things. But we're going to start off this show by talking about what we've been playing in the last week. Um, now, actually, I'll go ahead and ask Travis, since you're the uh, guest here, uh, is there a game or two that you wanted to talk about this week? Uh-oh, don't tell me my internet dropped. <laughs> oh, <laughs> his, audio, his audio just died. All right, we'll give you a second then. I thought my internet was like cutting right there. I was like, wow, that would have been bad timing. Um, well, then, Al, do you want to go first or I can go first either way? Uh, I haven't been playing many games. I've actually been working with uh, Josh Miller to make another podcast for the site. Oh, okay. A another one on top of that. Do you have anything to announce on that part? It is called Hypertime to Podcast. Hmm. Okay. And it's going to be a comic book, uh, or a comic book related show. Hmm. All right. Comic so that's book. all I've been doing the past week. You know what? That's totally fair enough. Uh, despite I, I've been playing a handful of things, but it's all been very light because I've been working on a lot of stuff for the site as well. So I don't blame me on that. So I, it, it is. Has it been just straight up no games this week or just like very light? I played some LV 20. Oh, OK. The classic. <laughs> yeah. Any updated impressions on that, or is it just still the same MLB you know and love? Uh, it's still perfection. <laughs> still perfect. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Well, I guess, uh, Trav, if you got your audio fixed on your side yet? 
I did. I'm sorry. That was so weird. It was like everything died. Um, it's yeah. Fine. Uh, so what I've been playing, um, I've really got into Slave Spire a lot. Um, oh, hell yeah. I talked about this on the previous episode. Yeah. Um, it's a game that I, I never really uh, played last year, uh, but um, due to circumstances beyond my control, my PlayStation decided it wanted to die uh, three weeks yeah. ago. Uh, yeah, it sucks, especially with Ghost... Ghost of Shushua coming up soon. Um, very upset about that. Um, but I uh, I went and I, I was like, okay, well, if I'm going to play my Xbox, might as well go ahead and get Game Pass because what's the point of having an Xbox if you don't have video games? Um, good point. Good point. <laughs> so I uh, went and downloaded Game Pass. Um, and I heard um, Austin Walker over at Waypoint talking about Slate Aspire um seeing like a lot of people talk about it so i was like okay well let me i'll give it a shot and you know see how it is and i i just love it i love the the grind of just picking it up and doing like the different runs like i i'm not a huge um i'm not a huge um uh multi-run games uh why am i blaming them uh uh, uh, roguelikes roguelikes yes not a huge roguelike guy um but i don't know this it really just kind of spoke to me in a very weird way. Um, really love it. I have not gotten past the third, um, the third board, but I, I'm starting to get more progress. So that's that's always funny, kind of learning the systems in it. It's been very fun. Um, so yeah, um, been playing a lot of that. Uh, been uh, picking up Madden, um, okay. especially with uh, the news that Patrick Mahomes is now uh, a half a half billionaire. Uh, I was like, okay, well, you know, I want to pick up, you know, that, and I'm getting that, that itch I get around this time every year. Football's getting close. Yeah, you know, I just want to play a really good football game. It's, it's yeah. the dream of, it's the dream of bringing NCAA back every year. I'm just like, <laughs> I mean, just announce it and I can buy it. <laughs> um, I mean, at this point, th- I feel like this would be a good a time as ever, considering there might not be a real league going on this year. Yeah, it's, so like the, it's always so weird that, EA ran away from it. Uh, well, not ran away from it. They, well, they, they, there was that, uh, there was a case um, um, almost 10 years ago now. Um, it was O'Bannon versus the NCAA where they were suing for the likenesses of, you know, the players. And one of the things that uh, EA and a lot of game developers, um, 2K was also in this, said they were like, oh, okay, well, we're just done. And we're just not going to touch college sports because, you know, how do you compensate? Obviously, I am 100% for players getting compensated. Um, uh, but um, I, I really do miss those games. And I would have thought if there's going to be another one, it will be next year um, because uh, of the new um, the new rule that came in the NCAA. Uh, I believe it was passed early this year, if not late last year. Uh, where players are now able to make money off their likeness, um, which was the big oh. barrier, right? Um, yep. So now that you can make money off your likeness, there's no, there shouldn't be any barrier for you to be able to get in. So that's that's the thing that's going to be very interesting. Hmm. That's actually very cool. I didn't know that that had actually passed. Yeah, you know, that, I'm yeah. just saying that's probably why EA doesn't want to do it because now they got to give all, all this extra money to all the players for their likenesses. Yeah, well, dude, that's one of the things that's been a, a a big issue in EA 
just in general um we always forget like there is a reason why a lot of those old games never have like the full like historical teams is because in football especially there are multiple unions so you have the coaches union you have the players union you have um the actual like the retired players union so Back in back in the old times, uh, when I was growing up, the SNES days, <laughs> um, um, you would actually like they would have like separate games because it would be whoever signed a deal with that union would have the representation, right? So like that's why you, when you would have a game that would be Tecmo Bowl, which would have all the players but none of the real teams, and then Tecmo Super Bowl which might be vice versa, right? And, like, you'd have, like, stuff like the NFL players, the quarterback clubs, video games. Like, the reason why, like, there were so many, there was such a, a diversity in, in different NFL games wasn't just, like, oh, well, the art market is open. It was just also, here's who we had contract with. As, as a matter of fact, mm -hmm. when um, the NFL and Madden did the exclusivity deal in 2006, that's the reason why you got a game like, all um, you know, all-pro football, 2K, uh, 2K8, which had all the yeah. old pros in it because then 2K went it's like okay well, we'll sign a deal with the retired players uh, co uh retired players um union and then that's when we will make our game so it's always there is always a really weird and fascinating thing when it comes to copyright and and the different unions in sports because uh, they don't act like a whole and like when we when we think about exclusivity we're thinking about the main you know main units but we're never thinking about how it actually applies. Mm -hmm across the board i'm so sorry i'm rambling hmm. on this but this oh, is no, really been fine. my forever bugaboo this, this is whole, this whole thing just reminded me that i one of the first things i did when i joined vgu back in the day was report on this whole story so i just had a massive flashback <laughs> this triggered something deep within yeah yeah i mean i appreciate this this context on this because a i didn't know any of that stuff but b I, I know, Al, you like the MLB series, but sports games in general for me is just a massive blind spot. So I like hearing about all this extra stuff as to why certain things are the way they are in that subsection of games. So, yeah, it's fascinating stuff nonetheless. Yeah, it's just it's and I agree. because I, I mean, I love sports games, but I, I'm, I'm always like to the point where I. I'm looking for like what the sports games used to be for me. So like like I said, like Al, you, you play the MLB games, but I, I feel like the especially MLB the show is more representative of like older sports titles. Like it's very dynasty heavy. It's very you know, the um Road to the Show, which is one of the greatest um um uh, like single player um progression um games out there. Um they're so it's so good at replicating what like older like dynasty modes in Madden or um, franchise modes in um, well dynasty modes in NCAA franchise in Madden like how they used to be before all the game companies realized oh well we could just make money by gambling on card packs and we'll put all of our resources into that and it, it's it's frustrating because like when you look at a game like like Madden like they this year they added that road to the QB thing which like it's fun and you get a little bit of the college thing and that's great and then it just becomes like a, a de like a defilterized um, uh, a franchise mode, and it's not fun. And going into <laughs> this year, they're not doing anything to to fix franchise mode again. So it's 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 just a bit frustrating. Yeah, and definitely, I, I've seen some frustrations voiced on some of that stuff. Especially my little brother, he plays a lot of those sports games, both what NBA Two K and uh, Madden. He plays a lot, so he 
also gets mad every now and then about certain things like that. So it's like, okay, I see there are issues, but I didn't really know what the issues were until now. So yeah, still, like I said, interesting stuff, interesting stuff. Um, Keep mm -hmm. in mind that if um, e if EA were still putting out MVP baseball, I would, I would be playing that and not only be the show. Just saying. <laughs> Good point. These exclusive deals are always going to screw something or somebody over. Oh, boy. But yeah, well, speaking of screwing people over, actually, this is the exact opposite of screwing people over. Um, I'm going to talk about one of the games I've been playing, or I'll just wrap them both up. Um, one of them is a smaller title. The other one is finally finishing a big epic that I've been working on for a long time. Um, I'll talk about the first one. So uh, a couple days ago, I was actually on the uh, the Phantom Zone podcast, uh, the After Dark Video Game Hour, and I talked about my time with Lego Avengers on Vita. <laughs> <laughs> which i'm still playing that wasn't a gag <laughs> i thought it was oh no it i was sincere about that i for for people who don't know i i don't think i've given contests on this show or to any of you for that matter um but i've always been looking at lego avengers because it's the only lego vita game where all these all these lego games have gone open world a long time ago and but the Vita port was always like the version, like the DS version, where it's pared down and it's linear and all this stuff. But Lego Avengers is the one game where they're like, hey, let's go ahead and blow it out. Let's make it as close to the PlayStation 3 version as we can. And they did it. So I've just been wanting to try it for a long time, just just for that simple fact. Finally picked it up on some GameStop sale a couple weeks ago. And I've been whittling it down every now and then. I'll just play a little bit here and there. It is very satisfying. Um, it's it's kind of a hybrid where it is still open world. You can fly around at will, run around at will, vehicles and all this stuff. But once you get into the story missions, the story missions are very bite-sized, very small, just a lot of very easy-to-find collectibles. And it's just really satisfying to just get through a bunch of levels at a really quick pace. They don't last longer than 15 or 20 minutes, each of them. And so every, every other night, I'll just sit down with my Vita right before I go to bed and just play like two or three missions and then head on to sleep. Um, that's been fun. And I do like how it's reassembling the whole Avengers storyline where the game kind of started with the fight from uh, Age of Ultron, like at the beginning. And then now it's kind of gone back in time to Avengers 1, where the Tesseract just got stolen from Lo by Loki. And I'm playing as Agent Coulson. And there's actually a really fun mission where you're driving to go pick up Tony Stark. But you're playing as Agent Coulson, and he's giving the call to, to Black Widow, the one that she gets at the beginning of Avengers, where she's like, I'm at work. And she's in the middle of a hostage negotiation thing. Um, it's really cool, just Easter eggs and stuff like that, where if you remember the movies, it'll connect to the movies directly. So um, it's good stuff like that. I, I'm really enjoying the game. Um, I'm going to keep playing it. I don't know if I'll platinum it, because that seems like a big ask, but I'm having enough fun where I'm definitely going to beat it. So um, that's one right there. Uh, and then the other game I've been playing, I finally finished all the DLC for Assassin's Creed Origins. Uh, that game... It's still fantastic. Still, still, yeah. Go ahead and say what you were gonna say, Travis. Oh no, I was just laughing. Uh, oh yeah, no, I, it's it's a really good game. I love. I I like the. I've liked the last couple um, Ubisoft 
um, uh, uh, Assassin's Creeds. Like the last last couple ones where they're more of like the the open world ish, um, like Bayek and uh, the last one with Cassandra and the dude that nobody else played as. <laughs> yeah, I, I've really I've really enjoyed those. Yeah, yeah. Those the more recent Assassin's Creed games have been really great. I still need to get around to Odyssey because I told myself I wasn't going to start that until I got everything I could out of Origins and. After what I put 50 hours into the main game, then I picked up the DLC, put another 30 hours into it, got the platinum as well. So I think at this point, I've seen and done everything I really wish to see in that experience. Um, so, not saying I'm going to start Odyssey like right now immediately. Um, actually, just as a side note, I did start up uh, Metro Exodus on PS4 because I had been playing it on Xbox and then it left Game Pass a couple days ago. And I want to beat that game. So I restarted it on PS4 because I don't want to buy it on Xbox to keep my progress. So um, it, it's on PlayStation now on uh, PS4. So that's why I'm doing it over there. But um, in any case, Assassin's Creed Origins, uh, still really fun. It, going for the Platinum was a little bit tedious because they have what I appreciate in Platinums is when they don't make you do something super tedious. But the last trophy I unlocked was getting close where they have like these clay pots everywhere and you shoot the clay pot. There's a bunch of oil in it. And if it's next to fire, of course, that spreads. Um, you have to kill 30 enemies using that method of exploding pots. It's really hard to get enemies to just get next to a pot normally. So what I had to do was turn off all of the because there's a leveling system and you know, enemies are going to be a certain level and, and now depend on how strong they are. So I had to go to one base in particular where all the enemies were level three. At this point, I'm like level, what, 52 or something. Um, so they die in like two punches. And I had to unequip all my weapons. So it's just my bare fist. And I had to just knock them out to where they're writhing in pain on the ground. And I had to gather them all up so they're all knocked out on like one square foot of space at least. Then I had to go on the other side of camp, pick up a clay pot, put it right next to them, equip a flaming arrow, and shoot the pot until it explodes next to all the guys writhing in pain and all those count as kills. I had to do that for a good hour <laughs> just to get the uh, the enough, the enough number of kills that I needed for that uh, challenge. So after doing that, I was finally able to get to the DLC. And the DLC was very fun. Um, they had The Hidden Ones was basically just hey, this is the origins of the Assassin's Creed, like the literal movement that they made where they're all wearing hoods and they're all protectors and stuff like that. Um, this was kind of telling the more direct origins of that story. Um, and then Curse of the Pharaohs was the mystical, here's like the animus. The Apple of Eden is actually the big main plot point that they're fighting for in that, in that DLC. And you're fighting a bunch of mythical monsters and just cursed lands and all this stuff. It's, it's trippy and it kind of, clashes with the more grounded mood of Assassin's Creed Origins, but I enjoyed it overall. It was a fun DLC. I like seeing Bayek just interact with people. Bayek's just a cool character to me. Um, and so, yeah, I, I've been really enjoying the DLC. They Now, the DLC unlocks like different, like new maps for you to explore and to collect everything on. I was like, nah, I can't. I can't sit here and play this map again for however many more hours, because at this point I was like, all right, I've been having fun, but I'm really just playing this so I can remove space on my hard drive so I can make room for Metro. So, um, yeah, 
Assassin's Creed Origins still a really great game. It kind of makes me excited to see what is different in Odyssey because I know a lot of people like Odyssey more, and I'm interested to see why. It seems like they streamline a lot of stuff that they have in Origins in a way that I might enjoy. So, yeah, uh, Assassin's Creed Origins is a really solid game. Everyone should play it. Um, still my favorite. I don't know if I don't know if uh, Cassandra can put a candle on bike, but I guess we'll see in out of couple weeks couple months whenever i get around to that game um so yeah any other uh any other titles anybody want to give a quick shout out to before we go on to the second half of the show uh i, I do want to say uh because this was literally just dropped so i'm a huge fan of undertale right uh Ooh, okay uh, toby fox uh did a tremendous job but um one of his art um one of the the person who did the art for the game <clears throat> excuse me, redesigned a lot of the characters, uh, was Timmy Shang. Uh, she's they, uh, actually one of the characters in the game is named after her, uh, Timmy. Um, she actually just dropped, like literally as we were recording, just dropped a game on itch.io. Um, uh, oh. A small, like, uh, two-hour, um, uh, like, little, kind of like a, a, G, uh, a Game Boy classic uh, throwback. Um, and it's <clears throat> called... Um, Hold on. It's called Dwellers Empty. I'm literally getting the name. It's called uh, Dwellers Empty. Dwellers Empty Path. Um, it is on Twitch.io. Um, it is free. Um, well, it's, oh, wow. it's um, you know, it's um, it's pay what you want. Um, uh, and yeah, so I I definitely want to kind of give that a shout out. <clears throat> Excuse me. Wow. Um, I want to give that a shout out because um, I really I really love her art. Um, again, like I said, I'm a huge fan of the Undertale stuff. And I can't wait to kind of uh, get my hand to play on it. It's like an hour, two hours, uh, she said, on the thing. So it's a really quick gaming, you know, hit in and out. Um, but yeah, um, I definitely want to shout that out. Oh boy. Well, I, I might have to check that out. I'm already, I already have such a backlog, backlog on Twitch or not Twitch on itch specifically because you know that racial injustice bundle i bought that and i still have like thousands of games to go through on there so gonna add that on the pile <laughs> of games i have to play um so yeah thanks for the shout out there i'll uh, i'll be sure to check that out after we're done recording um but yeah uh, i guess that's it for the what we're playing segment and those types of games we're gonna move on to the main topic for this episode the main topic of this episode of course stemming from the article that popped off a couple days ago were NBA 2K21, speaking of sports games this episode, um, the, the next-gen version of that is going to be $69.99, which is a $10 increase over the current Xbox One and PS4 versions of the game. That led to a lot of concern, hysteria, whatever you want to call hyperbolic emotions on the internet. Um, it led to a lot of conversation at the very least. And this just got us thinking, uh, what what other games would we pay? Because I don't know if I'd pay that much for NBA because I'm just indifferent to NBA. But everyone has a price for something. So uh, I asked all of us to come up with uh, a game that we would pay 70 to $80 for, which is you know a little bit over the standard 60 uh, A game we'd pay 80 to 94 which is even more higher than that. And a game that we'd pay 90 to 100 for, which is like the upper echelon, I think, of how i think after a hundred dollars i wouldn't feel good about paying for a game <laughs> like i would have to wait for a sale or something so um just basically just types of games uh for for my whole list i use games that already exist to kind of set like a comparison like a game of this type and then of course i'll go down and explain once we get down there um and i'll go ahead and uh 
just to give a context to how this is gonna go, I guess I'll go ahead and start with uh, one that I made. Um, so for the seventy dollar to eighty dollar range, I think I'd be okay f- for paying for a game like The Last of Us Part Two, um, which I'm not gonna spoil here because it's not the place to. But I feel confident, or not confident, I feel okay paying for uh, The Last of Us Two if it was like eighty bucks because the production value in this game is just so high and so just off the charts that I think that that in and of itself, you can see the expenses used in the creation of the game in that way, just in the assets of the art and just the quality of everything where, because it's such a, because they're pushing technology so much, I can see the game just feels expensive when you're playing it. So at that point I'm like, okay, yeah, I can, I can feel that. And it also doesn't feel like one of these, you know, two or three hour games where it's super short. Like I've already said in other places, The Last of Us 2 is maybe slightly too long. Um, So I don't feel cheapened in that way either. Uh, So yeah, I think that's just a perfect combination of high production value and a length that kind of sticks around for a while to where I'm like, yeah, I would pay a little bit more than 60 for that game. It's probably worth it. Um, So yeah, who who wants to go next for the $70, $80 range? I'll flip it. Uh, Okay, go ahead. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So again, I would pay seventy or eighty dollars for. I'm I'm actually going to kind of stick to stick sports, uh, (laughs) as bad people like to sell athletes. Um, (laughs) And um, it would it it would be uh, the NCAA games, right? Um, uh, Specifically, like if they they were to redo, but if they were to release re release uh, NCAA uh, 2014, which was the last. The game I've reviewed. Um, oh wow! Uh, I okay. uh, I love those games, right? I I really love the the NFL the 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 NCAA games, and I love the the fact that it replicates the thing with NCAA. So one, you're playing, you know, you're playing a, a football game. Um, so you have your regular, you know, adjustment of playing football and playing these but the kick is because you're in ncaa every season you lose like a good chunk of your players just because of how college works um or if you have a really good player they may go to the draft early so it's it's a double metagame learning how to play football but then also how to manage a team and how to keep you know how to keep like a star team and like one of the things that i, I love doing about it was me and my best friend uh, Lewis. What we would we would do? We would literally we would go to uh, our ice cream place. And we would buy two large milkshakes uh, from there for five dollars. <laughs> Wild, uh, right? And we would go uh, we would go to his house and we would just play like we would we would just play through seasons of NCAA. And it's like I said, it's it's dealing with the recruiting and scouting to make sure you get the, the correct uh, the correct um, prospect and. Who has the best recruiting class, and then also who has the best season? Can you know, can you win your conference because there's so many teams, there's so much different conferences. Like that, that's a game that I would pu- I've I put in over three four hundred hours in. Oh like, wow! So so, uh, so paying you know seventy dollars for that to me it's still like it's a profit it's a profit like it's it's a profit on on, on my end because I'm still putting way so uh, so much hours into it. And there's so much great content, and there's so much you can do with it. Love it, love it so much. That would probably be like definitely a game I would pay thirty dollars for. Hmm. All right, fair enough. I I didn't know. Gosh, I forgot when the last one came out. So I'm like, yeah, that has been a long time. Y'all are 
<laughs> y'all need another meal. Uh, yes. Y'all are starving over there. Um, in any case, uh, Al, what uh, what game would you pay between seventy and eighty dollars for? Uh, before I, I said shit, shit, talk about this because I just I'm utterly disappointed. Uh oh, why? Uh, a cousin of mine just just shared something disrespectful about Colin Kaepernick on on Facebook. Oh well, he's one of the sticks to stick to sports people, I guess. Jeez, <laughs> oh boy. Well, yeah. so I'm just gonna. He's put taking this one away. She. Oh well, she. In any case, that's a well. That's a damn shame. Uh, I'd probably pay for or pay seventy to eighty for the next Derby Two K game. Huh. Okay. After I mean, their digital deluxe like get it three or four days early was previously like nearly hundred dollars. So, hmm. guess are there any in that range? Yeah, and I mainly don't care about or. After the latest game, I'm just so angry with the whole. I just, I don't know. The I whole franchise. Feel, yeah, it just feels like the whole the whole franchise got ruined. Yeah, I mean it does feel that way, but I mean if they like, came back with a good one. Yeah, so like I've sort of lost faith in the brand. Fair enough. It so is like, a so yeah. like I'd spend considerably less than I would in previous years. Oh, so this is so seventy to eighty is a is a lesser amount of money than you would pay previously, huh? Yeah, previously I dropped ninety to a hundred for thirty uh, two k games. Oh, okay, that explains a lot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, damn. All right, so so that's just this is more of an expression of your disappointment of the franchise rather than saying, oh yeah, I would pay more than the normal sixty for this because for you the norm was already a hundred or something. Yeah. Ah, oh, damn. Well, that I didn't expect it to take that turn, but I guess that is also appropriate. Um, I guess what is it? Two K? They're really on the ball for this one. They really gotta. I don't even know what's the game coming out this year. Battle Crashers or something oh, like that. Oh, <laughs> Battlegrounds. Yeah. Battlegrounds. That, that's it. The game looks trash. I'm sorry. I don't like. It's it's great. People are excited about an arcade WWE game. Uh, I'm with Al. That last WWE game. Who boy is that bad? Um, and it, it, it just sucks. Because I remember, like, the old, like, No Mercy. And even, like, the SmackDown vs. Raw games were, like, are super fun. But those games are just buggy messes. And, Al, you're a better man than me. Because I, I, I don't know if I would have paid... I don't know if I would pay, like, $30 for another WWE game without, like, hearing somebody who's played it. Oh, it's drastically a completely different game. Because those games are just... Ugh. What really... Like, the real big thing that affected me was the like the change in quality from 2k19 which is the best in the series according to me hmm. and 2k20 looking at where they could have gone and going the complete one like doing complete 180 going and just trying to fly into the sun <laughs> Jeez, trying to take all that money with them yeah i i'd be surprised by your harsh words but this is not the first time you've expressed disdain about this game <laughs> oh boy well, hey, they know they're on the ball for this one. They know they got to do better. Hopefully, they're actually taking this extra year to give it more time and care before they release it. And it'll be on the next generation, too. So hopefully, that'll give it another little kick in the pants to be worth something. <laughs> but in the meantime, I'm just going to cross my fingers that Battlegrounds isn't the utter trash fire that it seems it might be. I don't know. The, the art style is really bad, but I could also see what if secretly the game was good. 
Like I could see that happening. I don't yeah, know I mean, if it's po- plausible, but it's possible. Saber Interactive, they can make good games. Yeah, they've made good games in the past. I, I've heard of that developer's other stuff before. So I, I don't know. I'm gonna. I'm just. I don't. I. They haven't deserved me having faith, <laughs> but I will at least sit in the middle ground and just wait to be wait to see if anything's going to happen because I could give them the benefit of doubt, but previous entries haven't really left me to that being a worthwhile conclusion. So we'll just hold our breath and see what happens in the next game. Um, And speaking of next game, uh, we'll get to the next round of prices. So 80 to $90 games that we would pay 80 to $90 for Uh, the title that I would probably say for this one. Um, it's a game that I bring up often on not just this podcast, but any podcast I'm on. Uh, Titanfall 2. I would I would pay for that one. And I know the single player campaign is super short. It's probably not even six hours long. It's it's a very brief campaign. But the campaign isn't what I'd be paying for. I would be paying for the multiplayer, of course. Um, and Titanfall 2 is just kind of the best example for just a multiplayer game in general, where I would not feel bad about paying upwards to upwards of $90 for any multiplayer game that I play super regularly. Um, I'm playing Modern Warfare right now. I think I bought that game at launch for, I, I mean, I paid 60 for it, but I eventually rebought it digitally for $40 and then sold the original copy I had. Um, but in any case, buying that game, buying that game for what, even the $60 originally, I've been buying every single battle pass that they've released since they've been doing them and that's been what ten dollars every single time and that's led up to an extra they're on season four right now so that's 40 extra dollars they squeezed out of me so i've already paid a hundred dollars for that game if you want to look at it in the grand scheme of things uh so i think it'd be a better choice if hey what if you don't give me that extra monetization down the line um even in titanfall 2 i've bought almost every cosmetic that they have in the store um or every bundle that they have. I haven't bought like all the little camouflages and stuff, but I've paid for a lot of the cosmetics in that game just because I I like the game and I want to support it. Um, so I've probably spent close to close to the $60 that I would have bought the game for at launch. Um, but what if you just took out all those microtransactions, took out all that stuff, and I just paid 90 up front and the whole game's open to me Every piece of DLC or whatever is earnable content. And let's say you still sell it at, what, 50 maybe even the full $60. And then you put microtransactions on those people. But let me just buy up front $90. I get everything. I can unlock everything. And just let me have fun that way. I would totally prefer that. Where in the case of Titanfall 2, everything there feels fair. And if you're paying for anything, it's only cosmetics. But in the case of something like Call of Duty, I am paying for that battle pass only because there's free guns in there. And I want to make sure I have those guns just accessible to me. I want to make sure I can use those later. So yeah, that's the reason why I pay for those battle passes because I'm going to be ranking it up anyway. Might as well go ahead and buy the pass so I can get all the rewards in between the free guns. So yeah, Titanfall 2 is probably a good one. Probably slot in Modern Warfare as well, just multiplayer in general. But I think I'm being, I play those for long enough times where I almost have I can definitely justify spending almost $100 for it. So, yeah, that's my stance on that one. And I guess I'll go ahead and uh, go with you, Travis. Uh, what's your next game for $80 to $90? 
Sure. Uh, so I'm going to kind of go down the same loop that you went, uh, but with a different uh, genre game, but a game that I bought originally on sale and then have done nothing but buy all the DLC packs and every sin pass for it. Uh, <laughs> that would be Dragon Ball Z Fighters. Uh, <laughs> okay. I I love I love a good fighting game. Uh, I'm big into the FGC and Fighters was a game that I didn't get originally, um, and then it came on sale, and I was like, okay, I'm, I'm gonna buy it, and I bought it and just had a lot of fun. Um, this is a game I probably put in, probably put like a good four or five hundred hours in, uh, um, and a lot of that is not even going through the story mode. And the story mode is fun, especially being a Dragon Ball fan. Like there's there's a lot of nods to. Android 21, like, well, introducing Android 21, a lot of nods to the old show, a lot of fun character interactions. So that's that's neat. But to me, it's been playing online and battling people and then getting the different, like, because you can't buy skins, but you can earn them. So getting the different skin, like, uh, outfit skins and trying to find out what's each different reference to it. And just, like, the fun characters and, like, the, the next character that's being teased is Master Roshi, which... Hmm. worth 70 to 80 dollars right there by itself um I, I don't know it's just been a really really fun game um uh arc system works it is such a great job with that fighting game and it was just it just to me makes so much sense like it, as much money as i put into it and i'm willing to put into it because there's three seasons but like there's a season four i'm still going to be there and i'm still going to buy it um i i would have i would definitely have, have made that money back dragon ball fires would yeah, that's a very good one. Uh, like you said, some perspective and opinion. Um, so yeah, Al, uh, what game would you pay eighty to ninety? Uh, mine is a game that is already going to be on the PS Five. Mm, okay, but or it's PS Four now and PS Five later. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Ooh, you pay eighty to ninety for that. What? What? Why the hike up in price there? I know. Based off everything I've seen, it's like based off everything I've seen in terms of gameplay, presentation, the samurai mode of like samurai cinematic mode. Mm-hmm. It looks like a throwback to Akira Kurosawa films. Yep, been seeing a lot of that reference around the game. And I have a feeling it's going to be a very long experience with both main and side quests. Mm-hmm. And I trust the developer. I trust Sucker Punch. I don't remember the last bad game they've made. You know what? I don't think they've made a bad game since before Sly 1, maybe. What was it? Choo Choo Rocket? Robot on Wheels or something? <laughs> something on PS1. I don't remember. <laughs> I think Choo Choo Rocket was a dream. Yeah, Choo Choo Rocket was Dreamcast. You're right. It was Dreamcast. But they made something. I'm going to look it up while you talk. <laughs> so, see. right with Last of Us 2, I bought the... Like, there's a whole thing of, I think it was full with Funhouse. He had, like, a justifying cost of a game like with a certain amount of, like, certain multiplier per hour to justify, like, $60. Hmm, okay. And I think, and based off, like, I was originally going to go with Horizon Forbidden West for this this uh, choice. Ooh, that would have been a decent one. I think that, I basically just think that Ghosts will be a hell of a game. I'm sure it will. <laughs> it'll it'll get it'll get some some praise. Yeah, I'm sure. I people are expecting. Well, people's expectations are all over the place for that game, but I'm expecting it to be like 
eight to 10 range. I'm expecting like eight point eight eighty five. I'm expecting that Metacritic is going to sit. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's going to be a good game. I think it's going to be a great game, but I just don't know if it's going to be like the revolution, much like how a lot of people were like, oh, Horizon's the most generic thing in the world. But then the other half of people were like, oh, it's my favorite game of all time. Like, I think it's going to be one of those. So I guess we'll see. But if that's exactly what you're looking for, then I can understand why that price point is worth it. I, I would probably say, though, that because it, it's given me similar vibes to Horizon as far as like the structure of the game. And in that case, Horizon, I'd probably put closer to the uh, $70 to $80 range because I don't know if um, for as much fun as I had with that game and for as much as I love it, I can't play Horizon forever. Like, that's the thing. I could play Titanfall forever. I could play all these multiplayer games forever. And there's a game I'm going to talk about. But I, Horizon has a, a stopping point. Like, I could keep. I could keep running around and shooting monsters, but like I'm not leveling up at that point. I'm not progressing any plot. I'm just interacting with the world at that point. And I don't know how much of a value I put on those interactions if they don't mean anything to the greater progression system. So that's just me though. But I like I like how you'll put that there. Actually, both of y'all yeah. had like very interesting justifications like, uh, for it. Here's an example of another game that I, I, I don't know when it's coming out, but I know it's going to be a big, it's going to be, I have a feeling it'll be good. The next Dragon Age game. Ooh, God. <laughs> and considering considering like the three I've I've put sixty to eighty hours into the game on PC and I've yet to touch the expansions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that game has so much content. I know for uh for Inquisition specifically is crazy expansive to the point where I'm afraid to even touch it. So um yeah, I, I think Dragon Age would be a good one for that, because that one just has so much content in there. Where I think that would justify it. And that's actually a good transition into the next game. Cause my game is kind of similar to Dragon Age. The game that I would put, I'd put down ninety to hundred dollars for this game. Um, Skyrim. That is the game right there, where similar to Dragon Age. I, I use Skyrim because that's my comparison since I haven't played Dragon Age. But Skyrim I put a hundred dollars down for because not only is it a game with a bunch of like authored content it's a game that feels expensive not because oh man the facial animations are crazy or oh man the 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 capture technology and all this stuff no this this isn't special for animations or anything this is special because the the amount of content the amount of voice acting in the game the amount of dungeons the amount of quest is just so crazy so massive that that feels expensive on its own and because the amount of content in that game is so massive it just makes you it's almost like you have a million things to do forever uh kind of like the titanfall 2 effect where i can play titanfall 2 forever if i wanted to skyrim i could play forever if i wanted to as well because the adventuring just feels great i've put more hours into skyrim than i have into titanfall 2 believe it or not where titanfall i'm on the edge of 100 hours uh, i stopped playing skyrim once i hit like 150 or so so that just goes to show you skyrim just has a impossible amount of stuff to do in that game so i feel super justified in dropping down that much money for that game because i don't think i could ever i could ever be tired of it it it, i don't i i could get sick of it but it's really hard to get sick of skyrim it took me 150 hours so i don't feel too bad about it um so yeah that's the big that's the big one there similar to your dragon age comparison there i would drop 100 dollars on skyrim there um so yeah that's for me uh, Travis, what say you? What game would you drop uh, ninety to a hundred for? 
all right. If it's a game that's if it's a game that's created, um, uh, I don't. And I'm not sure what. Now, I, I like how I have paid a hundred dollars or close to hundred dollars on um, NCAA. I don't know, but um, on WWE games before, uh, it instantly regretted it. Uh, <laughs> uh, however, I'm going to throw a hypothetical out here. This game, this game franchise has been dormant for a while, uh, but I would pay a hundred dollars if if at the next Sony event. They they announce on the stage. They come up and all, all of a sudden, <laughs> no, <laughs> that's me. Uh, you see an orange hoodie, go an orange uh, beanie come on the screen. And that's right. They announce no Paul Rapper the Rapper uh, uh, three? HD collection with oh. three with three. Like so, it's all three games. So it's Paul Rapper the Rapper, uh, Paul Rapper Rapper two, uh, Unjammer Lammy. And then all of a sudden, at the end, you also get a third one, um, and it God. looks it looks gorgeous because now you can you can play with the particle effects. You take some, <laughs> you take some you take some some like cues from Tearaway, and now you have that whole two D style. But now it's in a really dense looking world. Uh, we have a new Unreal Engine. Why not use that, right? So you can do so much stuff. What if you got? rappers like what if you what if like uh you actually got rappers working on it so now you can have like you can have like it feel like a a a, a mix in time of of hip-hop uh yeah. with with like still using the you know their regular rapper rapper thing i would probably i would cry one <laughs> um, i was about to say you're causing heart attacks in that theater if you announced it <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I would easily drop one hundred dollars on that, like instantly. Wow! I see. This is this is why I'm glad I did this exercise because, like, y'all are taking this in a completely different direction than I was expecting. Where I'm all utilitarian about it, but you're like, no, if I'm hype enough, I'll the money I got to. <laughs> oh yes. Oh yes. boy. A like, hundred would be like that's not even the base. Like they're like, oh hey, this is going to be a hundred twenty-five dollars. Yep, I will. I will do that. I love those games so much, and it was just really cool to kind of like pick it up. Oh boy, that's exciting. Well, yeah, I I would do that. It honestly, All Stars too. If that ever became a thing, I might drop a hundred on it. I'm not gonna lie. I, I've I've made more heavy impulse decisions in my life, so I guess we'll see. Um, but yeah, Al, what what game would get you to shell out ninety to hundred dollars? Life is Strange three with the return of Max and Chloe. Oh, really? Yeah. Damn that! So y'all both took it into the hype direction. That's hilarious. Now here's my question: Matt, Return of Max and Chloe. They're the main characters, or they're in there somehow, kind of like what Walking Dead season three, where Clementine was a side character. Is that type of thing, or they got to be the main? They're the main. As like, I mean, did you play uh, the last episode of season two, or not season two? Uh, last of us two. No, God damn it. There's so <laughs> uh, many twos out sequels out Life there. Is Strange, Life is Strange One, I assume is what you're talking about. No, did you play the last episode of okay. Life is Strange Two? Oh, not yet, not yet. Okay, well I know there's there's, char- a, there's a character. Mm-hmm. And that choice you make at the you you decide on in the beginning of like in the menu. Like mm-hmm. your decisions like the main decision of Life is Strange One. Does get transferred over. Yeah, mm-hmm. so you get a you get a reference to the characters, mm-hmm. and you get and depending on what you chose, you get to see what could be. Ooh, that sounds enticing and completely different than what I was expecting. 
I, I have to I have to go ahead and finish playing that game. Um, I mean, I mean, I would, and if I like, if I know Donod, there's they've said repeatedly that that story is over. Oh, I would, yeah. I would, I would pay money to play the like an adaptation of Life Strange comic. Oh, that might actually be worth it. Would you still pay a hundred dollars knowing everything that happened from the comic? Yeah. Damn, that's that's fucking real. <laughs> that's really real. Yeah, I, I can respect that. I am I am flabbergasted because in my head I'm thinking, okay, for as great as Proper the Rapper Three could be, for as great as a sequel to the original Life is Strange could be with Max and Chloe. You paid a hundred dollars to be done in what ten hours, <laughs> maybe less than that. Like that's my type of thinking on it. Where for as excited as I could be, I mean, I've paid what's the what's the most unnecessary collector's edition I have? I paid what eighty dollars for Wolfenstein Two Collector's Edition. Didn't even come with the season pass, but I paid eighty dollars for that thing because I was super excited about the game, so I wanted like all the cool shit. I regret buying that in retrospect because even that collector's edition alone that thing dropped to like forty dollars within like four months so if i was just a little bit more patient i could have spent a little less money but i also wouldn't have had it at launch because i was so hyped so i'm just very like i i buy too many games like people just know that or me and al both have that problem we buy too many games we've talked about on the podcast before but like i at least wait till there's a sale for the most part and my biggest regrets are when I buy something full price and I didn't really need to. So, and then it just goes on sale the next week or something. Um, so that's my whole thing for, for this exercise. If I'm paying a hundred bucks, I'm playing that game forever. <laughs> like, but see, yeah. the, the thing is, Evan, I'm mm-hmm. old. So I remember when video games <laughs> used to be like a lot of money uh, when they would come out. Right. So like, I remember, when uh earthbound came out and it was like 80 bucks and this oh. is like 80 bucks in the 90s so right. um like i it, it i get what you're saying and it makes sense right especially like have we been uh conditioned to pay for video games but i i'm of the i'm of the opinion if you love something and it's available and it's in your price range you go for it uh and yeah power rapper would be a small that's like that's like you said it, that the Power Rapper Rapper 2, like I beat that in a night or oh, in wow. a day. Uh, there's a whole story behind it, including walking around my college city, going to a mall, finding it, buying it, walking home after seven hours of walking around a city and <laughs> staying up like till like one playing a game. Like, but it, it, it just, I don't know, it's just something about that game, it just means so much to me. So, like, there is not a price. Well, I mean, there is a price. Like, if they're like two hundred dollars, they're like, okay, no. But <laughs> like in general, there's not really a price that I could be like, yeah, no, I, 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 don't want this because I remember paying a lot of money for games that I would consider lesser, or I would not have paid as much for now. Like Earthbound's a bad example because Earthbound, I would also pay a hundred dollar. I love that game. Yeah, <laughs> but that, 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 that's that's my reasoning. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I can reconcile that because even at the end of the day. Even if my perception of how much games should cost are very rooted in what they've cost for the last decade, um, I still can understand. Like, I spent 120 bucks on this SpongeBob Collector's Edition. That game probably isn't going to be worth 100 dollars in itself, but I like the statue that came with it. So, you give me enough nonsense goodies, I, I might, I might pay for whatever it is if I really want those goodies. So, I guess everyone has their price, <laughs> is what we've kind of displayed on this segment. 
So um, I guess that price is going to be different for everybody is what we've come to a conclusion on. So yeah, good stuff. I, I really enjoyed this conversation. This was uh, this went differently than I thought, which is always good for me. <laughs> Subverting expectations is the spice of life. Um, so yeah, good stuff overall. And I think there we're going to go ahead and start going. Well, actually, is there anything else anybody wants to say on video game prices or what they think next gen is going to be price-wise? Just anything in general like that? Or are we good to just go ahead and uh, hit up the housekeeping segment? Uh, I, I do think, I, I don't know if this is going to be the, like, the trend. Only because, like, also, a, a lot of people are trying to use this as, hey, this is going to be taste, the test case of what the next-gen pricing is going to be. But I, I would caution people from that mindset. And the reason why I'm very um, cautious about that is how 2K is handling smart delivery. Um, a lot of companies are going to be, are taking smart delivery and... You know, there it's just a free thing, right? So, like, if you buy a game, it's automatically going to you know transition to the next generation. Except for NBA 2K, which they have stated you have to pay the one hundred dollars, as we talked about, one hundred dollars for a game, Kobe Bryant Mumble, the Mamba edition, uh, to actually get the the uh, transition from you know generation to generation. So, I don't know if 2K's model. I actually don't know if it's even a feasible model that they're doing. But I don't know if it's going to be the standard case for the the whole industry. I I would hmm. I would caution that. I would want to wait until we start seeing the MSRP for like for other games to come out. Um, Spider Man's going to be different because of how the game is. It's a it's a you know it's not a full it's not a full game. It's a standalone experience. So like that's probably going to be thirty forty dollars. So I would think like once we get our first actual real this is a next generation game. And we start seeing the MSRP for that. I think that's going to dictate uh, what the actual co- the cost for the uh, cost for the games are going to. Be. Hmm. Okay. Fair enough. Didn't really consider that too much. I I don't know. I just thought, oh yeah, they're starting now, so I guess they're starting now. But yeah, you, what you're saying is probably more correct on that. Where we'll we'll wait till the next gen exclusive games come out, and then we'll see how things are popping then. But. I guess we got at least another year or so before that really starts happening because I don't see Xbox One, PS4 going out of style for that long or being in style for a short amount of time. In any case, we'll find that out in the near future. Um, And then, speaking of near future, the housekeeping segment is in the near future because we're about to wrap up the show. Um, So housekeeping stuff. Uh, First off, uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, just plug a few things on the site here. Um, of course, you're listening to the podcast. You've probably been listening to the previous episodes as well. Continue to listen to that stuff. It's all good. It's all fun. Um, when is the uh, is the news focused podcast that we have on the on the website, um, and that's hosted up by Al here. Uh, do a crackerjack job of that one, my guy. And you're you're learning with the thumbnails too. You're doing a little bit better. Oh, man, this is good. I'm proud of you, man. You're, you're oh, you saw the, the latest one. Yeah, I'm looking at the uh, trip down memory lane one. And yeah, like, I, 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 I felt really good about that one. Yeah, I'm like, vibrancy. Let's fucking go. I like it. So yeah, so Win is also in the same podcast feed. Probably scroll down to see the latest episode of that. But I'll always keep an article to the latest episode in the in the notes for this. So you can go ahead and check that one out. Um, also, we have... This actually just went out right before we recorded. Um, Vane. Oh, is this the uh, this is the article you made about the, uh, the placement? Not, not, not necessarily a replacement, more of a spiritual successor. Yeah, yeah. You've been talking about this for 
a couple weeks now. Um, oh, it's a, it's a full flesh, it's a fallout fall on segment on on uh, when. Oh, perfect. So <laughs> I guess that's and, yeah. And they also just announced like five shows. Mm, okay, so that that's probably why the write up is here. Um, awesome. Well, I I can't wait to see if that pans out or not. I does but um you have a whole article written about it and about how that could hopefully fill the gap left by g4 so um that will be in the description as well for people to check out um other stuff to point to roundtable our favorite game trailers i don't think i talked about that one in the last episode um so yeah go ahead and check that one out um funny enough there's a mafia 2 someone wrote about mafia 3 uh but it wasn't me which is surprising because I talk about that game all the damn time. But um, I talked about one of my favorite game trailers. I think a little bit of all of us from the site wrote on that one. So that one should be good. Uh, of course, on the YouTube channel, we got plenty of things that are popping off. Uh, let me see here. Well, actually, Al, I know you've been uploading some stuff. Uh, anything you want to shout out specifically? Well, it's it's not going to be now. It's going to be more of like a week or two. Uh, expect to see more content on this on the on the YouTube uh, channel during the Xbox Summer Game Fest. Oh yeah, how long, how long is that going? Uh, from the twenty first to the twenty seventh. Oh, okay, good. I have time to try some stuff out because I didn't have time for the Steam one. So yeah, yeah. I I mean I'm a little I'm not I'm not happy that Straw Humans. I mean I, uh, that there's games on there that were that were in the uh, Steam Summer uh, Game Fest. Yeah, fair enough. I also feel like that's fair because not everyone has a PC able to play all those. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to playing some of that stuff myself. So. Oh, that- I forgot uh, something else I have to hype. Mm-hmm. I was on the Phantom Zone and Now Comics show. Ooh, yeah. I'll put that in the link as well. Uh, we talked about the Dangerous Habits arc of Hellblazer. Mm, okay. <laughs> Good stuff there. Okay. Anything else? Uh, no, just that. Okay. Excelente. Um, and then I'll say before we get to Trav, so I can let you plug your stuff. Um, I've, I've been on a handful of podcasts recently as well. Uh, I was on, uh, over there at that nerdy site. I was on there, uh, that want to be film podcast. No, that want to be film class podcast. All right. I had to remember what the show is. Um, talked about, uh, one of my favorite movies of all time, blind spotting. We talked about that for damn near three hours, and it is a very fun, very good conversation. Everyone should listen to it. Everyone should watch that movie first. Go watch Blind Spotting. It's on HBO. Go for the rest of the month, and then come back to that podcast. Listen to us talk about it. It was a really fun, cathartic discussion. Um, Phantom Zone, as you just mentioned, uh, I was on there a couple days ago uh, talking about. Well, we talked about bug snacks, <laughs> but I talked about what Lego Avengers and also a little bit of Metro Exodus. Cause like I said, I restarted that recently. So um, yeah, a lot of good conversation there as well. Um, over at Scoot Gang, I was on the Disney Plus Us podcast talking about Oliver and Company. Um, so that'll be in the description as well. And I think that's all of the recent stuff. I'm actually, someone else invited me on a podcast this weekend. So there might be another one. Oh, and there's also going to be a Last of Us Part 2 spoiler cast from Scoot Gang that I'm also on. So that's not out yet, but it might be by the time you hear this. I'm not sure when they're putting it up, but we'll see. Um, so that's all from me. Now let's get to Trav. Uh, tell us about you. What, what you got to plug? What you got to pimp? Sure. Um, so I think the big thing I should uh, uh, put out there is um, 
Uh, I do a podcast called P&B, uh, and this week we did our 200th episode. Uh, it Congrats. started myself. Nice, uh, man. Yeah, no, I, I, I thank you guys. Uh, it starts myself, uh, Kayla Zumbaum, um, Dill Tierney, who's a kind of funny best friend, um, yeah. Robert Beach, uh, and um, and Brendan Lundy. Uh, it's a really fun show. Uh, it we 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 talk about video games, but it's very tangentially, um, and it, it's just a fun show. And um, I, I we've been doing it for almost ten years now, and I, I love it so much. Um, so we have that. Um, I also do a Fresh Prince rewatch podcast called Live from the Pool House, uh, starring myself mm. and uh, Sonia Valentine, uh, where we go episode by episode into the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Uh, actually, as it's recording, we just uploaded the you know, eighth episode. Um, so yeah, uh, very fun. Um, and for both of the uh, for for PNB, we have Patreon, patreon.com slash PNB, uh, live from the pool house. Maybe. I've been debating on doing that. I really do want to do a Patreon. I just haven't sat down and actually started working on it. But, um, yeah, um, I'm in these digital streets trying to, try to, <laughs> try to like, if, if you, if you looking for someone to help on the podcast, as you guys could hear, I like to talk, um, so uh, I'm just trying to spread my wares. I've, I've been doing some stuff. I, I've done some stuff with um, Leisure Time Network, which is a big pop culture network. Um, they have a video game show. I do a lot of stuff with. Uh, they have a regular content show. One of the one of my favorite episodes we did. We did a whole episode about black exploitation. Really, really enjoyed that. So mm. um, yeah, like I said, I'm in these digital streets. So, so if you can find me, find me. Uh, try to try to keep myself as active as possible. Nice, nice. And as always, we have everyone's Twitters down there in the description as well. Um, if you don't want to click any of those specific links, at least follow the man on Twitter. Uh, so you'll always have that content to look forward to. So yeah, that'll always be in the description of the podcast. And yeah, nice. Uh, good shit. I might have to check out that Fresh Prince podcast because I might have to do one of those, like just my favorite episodes, listen to those episodes about that episode, and then have my have myself an episode <laughs> so well, yeah. one you're always you're always welcome to come on um so mm. that is something i am i'm throwing out there into the universe uh but two one of the things that was really i'm really glad to do it is uh so sonia is uh first nation uh first nation canadian right uh she is a she's a cree and she's a tremendous uh writer um and one of the things that's been really awesome in looking at it is seeing someone who is indigenous and like how she kind of equated to this black show because it's kind of like we we have a, a, a weird similar you know shared community uh with how colonialism and everything goes you know moved forward so even if you're not a fan of fresh prince of bel-air you're going to hear an indigenous woman and a black dude talk about like growing up and like how mm. your 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 environment changes and everything like that so it's it's a really it's a really good like social like social um look at how first prince you know kind of molds us and also get the crack jokes about you know carlton so like it, it's a it's a it's a weird dichotomy but i i really enjoy it it's one of the things i'm i'm very proud that uh we've been able to do and we we started it during like we we had teased doing this before the covid times and then when everything went bad we were just like okay well Let's just let's roll with it. No, the space and opportunity now. So <laughs> right. Oh boy. All right. Well, good stuff. Good stuff. I'll. Uh, everyone should go ahead and check that out. It will be in the description there for you to check out. Um, 
And so with that, we'll go ahead and uh, get to the end of this. I got four minutes to spare. I was just telling Al right before you hopped in, there's a Fall Guys beta that's happening at noon. So I'm going to go hop off and do that right after this. So <laughs> should be fun. Should be fun. So I'm going to go do that. Um, but in the meantime, thank you all for listening. Thank you all for rocking with us here on the Players Club Podcast. We'll see you in the next episode. See you on whatever the next thing you absorb from the site is. Um, and as I always say, keep it real. Keep it real. Adios, y'all.